0: Today on The Breakdown, it's one of the best players in the world, Alex Foxen, playing a hand in a 100K super high roller with three players left with $862,000 going to the winner. But that isn't even the headline. Oh, it sort of is because it's the first thing I said. The headline is this. Alex Foxen plays a hand against Michael Adamo, who's also a high roller regular these days. And not only do they do things that almost defy understanding, The solver weighs in, and the solver's thoughts also defy understanding in different ways. This is a whack hand, and we are excited to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I feel
1: like we need a playlist of hands
0: called, like, whack nasty hands. That don't make any sense. Don't we have that basically already? Well, we used to have it actually, which was like terrible plays. No, but that's not, that's not what this <laughs> is. I know, I know. That's is, a different thing. We, we're not sure if this is terrible. <laughs> In fairness to us. Was
1: it called terrible plays? No,
0: it was something like that.
1: Disastrous mistakes.
0: That's right. Yeah. We had elite plays and disastrous mistakes as playlists. And uh, someone wrote to us and said like, it's really not that cool that you have a disastrous mistakes playlist. Like it's sort of humiliating these players. And we ultimately agreed and took it down, right? We thought it was like, yeah, maybe it's a little... But although, it's kind of cool. I kind of want to put it back up now, <laughs> Yeah. having said all that. Who gives a shit? Anyway,
1: Australian <laughs> I mean, Poker Open.
0: Yeah, it's the Australian Poker Open, and uh, real money is on the line here.
1: Yeah, 100K Australian buy-in, and the payouts that Jonathan gave were in American dollars. So it's more like a 70K American buy-in with 862K of
0: top. I mean, hello. Good morning. Pucci mama. Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and there's a lot to play for. There's three remaining, Michael Adamo, Alex Fox, and, and that pesky Aaron Van Blarkham who's been showing up wow. everywhere. He really has. Yeah, it's pesky. Um, and uh, the current payout's only about 300K, so a lot to play for. And there will not be a deal made in this tournament. So
0: I like that. We're talking
1: about moving mountains. Uh,
0: so I know that the chip leader is... Well in this hand anyway, Michael Damo has three million and Foxen has one point two. Does Van Blarken have a chip amount that is relevant to this? Dude, same? I just told you Van Blarken
1: chips. I wish you, what would was you it? listen to me one I, time. I never do what 1. was 1.28 it? million, very uh, similar
0: to Foxen. Okay. That does sound. You
1: remember where you entered the ICF and all that? That was things.
0: like that was like ten minutes ago. I'm supposed to remember Van Blarken's chips. If you guys chip.
1: had any idea how frustrating it is to try to get Jonathan to remember one thing.
0: Uh, you guys make you guys. You would listen. all freak out all the time. You all make the call on who's being the dummy now, huh? Who's the yeah. dick dummy now?
1: Yeah, those who have to deal with
0: the levy. Uh-huh. They understand. Uh-huh. Yeah, they un- those who know. I think that should be a T-shirt, by the way. Who's the dick dummy now? <laughs> <laughs> I would buy it. Well. Which-
1: if I, if I think it's a good idea, I'll steal it from you later because you won't remember this conversation. Do you think
0: it's a good idea though?
1: I won't tell you right now well, I I'm not. don't want to. I don't want re, anyway. to reimprint the memory and make it last longer. I the thing know.
0: is, we're recording this. This is. There'll be tweets about this.
1: You won't remember that we recorded this.
0: I know. I, I will not. You will t- not remember how to sign into our Twitter. I, I'll tell you what I won't do is no. If if you guys tweet about this, and I hope you do, I may not remember what this is in reference <laughs> to. If you write, "Who's the dick Dummy me now?" I'll be like, "What the hell does that mean?" Yeah, because <laughs> that happens a lot. Like I got I got a tweet recently from someone. It seemed like it was referenced to a lot of cool jokes that we made at some point in the past, but I didn't get any of them. Something about being a PhD for animal veterinarian something or other I got his vote. I don't even know. I didn't get it. I wanted to get it. I didn't get it. So that happens. That's good That's stuff. That's my life.
1: All right. So in these high stakes situations, yes. We have these good players. And uh, they don't disappoint as far as playing in a way that is confusing. And difficult to dissect. Yeah. And, uh, and just kind of like, is that okay? Is he supposed to do that? You know, like, I don't know if he's supposed to do that.
0: Man, I really question some of the plays that are happening here. I'm looking forward to getting into it. In like, and, and because it's like these guys are so good and they're playing against each other. So they're trying to do all these level upon level stuff. Maybe, maybe we'll be able to find reasons for these. But my initial hit is like, what the hell, people? Stop I mean, burning down the house.
1: You can kind of see. This is kind of an example of why you see the high-level guys turning to solver play and GTO play. Because, yeah. like, you get into these leveling wars and, and you just end up in spots that are like, does this make sense or am I just leveling myself now? Like, right. what are we doing here? Yeah, totally. Like, when you're against terrible players, sure. Level them all, all day. It's easy, but, like...
0: Alex Foxon, you're not gonna level Alex Foxon. No, he's gonna do stuff that is hard to figure out all the damn time. Yeah. That's the that's his whole game, y'all. It's cool. It's hard wow. to figure
1: out in this hand, especially one particular decision. Yep. Anyway, this hand was suggested by Kevin. Kevin suggested it on Twitter. We are at two poker guys, the number two poker guys on Twitter. He of course included a YouTube link and a timestamp. Actually, it was a poker go link because it's not on YouTube, it's on poker go. They're selfish, they don't put their things but on it's, YouTube. It's okay. It's okay.
0: We're going to hold it against them this time. I
1: hold a lot of stuff against them, actually. Um, but anyway, Kevin suggested it. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. You're a hero. All right. So we have Alex Foxen on the button. We are three-handed, as previously mentioned. He has two nines. What an incredible hand on the button, three-handed.
0: It's pretty great. And he's got 40 blinds. I mean.
1: 1.2 million at 15K, 30K. Let's
0: go. If I'm Alex Fox, I'm like, let's get on this train and yeah, ride it home, Ready baby. to get it
1: all in here. Yeah. All right. He opens to 65K. Aaron Van Blarkham folds the small blind. Michael Adamo in the big blind. Third on Australia's all-time money list.
0: Impressive, maybe. Sort of. Mark Testart is. By the way, who suggested this hand? Do we know? Do we say? <laughs> I, I mean, I can't believe Did how... I cannot it? believe how well... <laughs> Kevin. No, you talked about Kevin. I remember you mentioned Kevin.
1: That was literally like 45 <laughs> seconds ago. I was thinking about the hand now. <laughs> Now, now you guys are getting a little bit of a glimpse into what it's like to have to be Grant Denison and, and be business partners with that
0: human. It's not easy. It's not always easy. <laughs> oh, it's so good to be alive. You don't and have to remember things.
1: You even responded. I I was like, oh, actually, it was not the YouTube link. It was, yeah. and we had a whole conversation about poker going. Yeah, like, I saw, don't hold
0: it against you. You saw me. I was doing something else that whole time. You
1: saw me. That's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. It's like, yeah, I went to the UN delegates meeting as the delegate for Cambodia, yeah. but I was, you know, tweeting the whole time, so I didn't hear what they said. And I don't yeah. know if we're gonna
0: get the vaccines or not. Sorry, <laughs> President. Like, yeah, but <laughs> go online and figure it out, President. I mean, yeah. we have now. We have ways of knowing these things. I think it's a charming trait. <laughs> that you don't listen to other people? It's not that I don't listen. It's that sometimes I listen and I forget. Sometimes I don't listen. Sometimes I listen and I remember. And it's like pulling the Do ja- it's playing m- machine. Do you see here. how that might be frustrating? <laughs> you get overly frustrated, though. Sometimes you'll say something. It's, All right. It's here we an, go. It's a... no. <laughs>
1: It's, it's a cum- I- it's a cumulative effect. Yeah. I used to get less frustrated, but it's been six fucking years. <laughs> and I- uh, eventually I'm like, can you remember one thing that I told you? Maybe one time. Do you remember that I'm going to be out of town next weekend that I told you 75 times? Oh, you don't? Big fucking surprise. That's why I brought it up. Because I knew you wouldn't remember.
0: Okay, That's, that's somewhat fair. <laughs> yeah. But I will say this. The amount of times you'll be like, I'll say something. You'll be like, yeah, I told you that two and a half weeks ago. And you look at me like I'm the dumbest person in the world. And it's some... Um, some trivial throwaway detail about a friend of ours. Like, okay, fine. You like, I'm sorry, I don't remember that trivial thing from two and a half weeks ago. But you look I, at me like I'm a moron for that too. And but that's you where you that's where you any, lose you it. You don't remember anything. <laughs> I remember some things. I remember this conversation <laughs> <laughs> for now. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes from now, you won't remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, how, how many chips does Aaron Van Varken have? Because that's that's going to be relevant for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm trolling. I'm one. trolling. All right. Well, everyone got to see that. That was real. That was not. A, I mean, it was sort of a bit, but it was mostly we, we, real.
1: You know, we extended it.
0: We, that was, but that was probably real too, because Grant does does feel exactly this way. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. true. And I feel the way I'm feeling, which is I just love laughing about things like that.
1: Yeah, that sounds. That's like great. One okay. Position. Woo.
0: That e- was fun. It's easy to be the Joker. It is. I'm an agent of chaos. It's better to be the Joker, like the Heath Ledger Joker, though. Let's be fair. Not the fucking yeah. Joaquin Phoenix Joker. He can go jump in a lake. And he just might. A nice lake? Well, who knows? Any okay. <laughs> anyway, Fox has got two nines. <laughs> right.
1: On the button. He opens to 65K. Aaron Van Blakken-Foltz, Michael Adamo, who has $3 million, is the chip leader, has 6-4 off in the big blind.
0: He calls. He's the uh, third leading lin- money winner. in Australia. Did, any, did we even mention that? I, I can't imagine yeah. that we did. <laughs> Um, okay, he calls. Calls the with six, six of
1: hearts, four of diamonds. Yeah. The pot's 175K.
0: No complaints so far.
1: I with mean, I have play. A few complaints. With the
0: flame of the players. <laughs> All right.
1: The flop is five of clubs, eight of spades, ten of diamonds. Yes. So a gut shot for Adamo, but not a good gut shot. You know, like right. it's, it's not really going to be a sweet situation if you hit a seven. Um, it's good, but there's definitely better gut shots. Like Queen Jack would be a far superior gut shot on this board. Foxen, of course, with just one over card to his nines. He's going to check, Mr. Uh, Mister Adamo. Seems right. Seems fine. Yep. Don't have any problems with that. Do you feel like this is a, a slam dunk bet for
0: Foxen? I do, actually. I think uh, he's really wide in general, he's got a lot of bets here just because it's button against big blind and he's gonna he's just gonna bet this board. Even though this is a board that is not like great for his range, I think he's gonna bet a lot. He's gonna get a lot of folds. I think he's gonna get a lot of calls as well from worse hands. So I'm saying his whole range is gonna bet here and nines is a pretty strong part of his range. I know it isn't I know there's one card that's better than his, but it isn't like he opened under the gun and got called by middle position, you know. This guy's calling super wide. So I think it's a pretty clear bet. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think against a player who's capable at all, it's a it's a pretty clear bet. Against yeah. a, a really obvious player who's going to give you all the information in the world on the turn, like the only reason you're betting is protecting at that point, which mm-hmm. is, you know, there's there's enough to protect against. There's a
0: lot of cards that are problematic. Th- there
1: are, but also against particular players, players who are both obvious and also kind of bluffy, like you can just go into check, yeah. check down slash call down mode no and question. hope to make the most money that way. Absolutely. But I think against anybody capable, I agree that it's pretty much a bet.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you and I were playing and I was on the button with this hand and this flop came out, I would 100% bet against you. And I figure I'd get a lot of calls. And I would not be folding to a raise most of the time because you don't have that many value raises here. You know what I mean? Yeah, mostly just two pair. Right. And there's just not too many of those. So it would feel pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it, is, it becomes a tough situation when you get raised
1: because you, oh, yeah. do, you do block the two, two of the most obvious open-enders on this board.
0: No, I mean, I would assume I'd be up against a lot of gut shots. Yeah. And uh, it'd be hard to figure out where I am as more cards came down, admittedly. And I would be hoping you'd be giving up a lot, I think, when I have nines, specifically. Right. But also, I, because I block things, you know, there may be opportunities for me later on in the hand to bluff, too, if I need to, depending on what comes down. Yeah, but it's not, good, it's
1: not good for you immediately against the range of because course. you block the open unders. Right.
0: But, like, I wouldn't think you were raising, you know, queen ten or something like that. So that makes the whole thing... Pretty easy. I mean, I level you, bro. I, I raised the ten. Well, you know, if I thought you were doing that a lot, I would either bet less or fold more. I know? would, I would
1: think beyond that and, <laughs> and do the opposite of what. you But I would think. forget
0: what you were doing anyway, and it wouldn't matter. And I'm be, back to level one over and then here. need to forget the rules of no limit hold'em. It so would be great. <laughs> you know, I you guys don't know this, but um, I when I play tournaments now and cash games, I've got a little laminated card I pull out anytime we get to the river, so I can figure out where my hand falls and the rankings of hands. That's true. It's like, you know, people with the blackjack basic strategy. He's been
1: banned from many tournaments, but
0: it's worth it. It's, I still need to know. <laughs> you know, I have a flush. Is that good? It could be. I mean, it always could be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's not like so good on a double paired board. But sometimes it's good. But, you know, it's less good. Anyway. Yeah. Foxen does bet. He bets 60K into sure. 175.
0: Seems fine. It seems fine. All right. What do you want to do as uh, Mr. Adamo? <sighs> okay, well, this is a pretty bad hand we have. We did flop a gutter. Yep. This is pretty crappy, though. Um, calling seems pretty bad.
1: Because we don't want it to go check-check on the turn when, like, the queen comes, and then we have pretty much no shot of winning the hand unless Foxen has complete error and he's giving up, and we get to bluff
0: the river. I mean, we we do want to go check-check on the turn, right? Because if we call, because if we if we check and he bets, we're going to have to fold unless we improve. Right. But... But check-check isn't great because the problem is Foxen is so sticky. Like, Foxen's whole thing is, like, I bet bottom pair and then call when you raise. You know, we've seen him do that, like, a yeah. bunch. So, I don't know. Like, making moves against Foxen sort of sucks, which is maybe why he's so sticky and maybe to, like, discourage this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the, if but, but this hand is kind of beautiful for a raise, too. Like, this is a pretty great raising hand in that we have basically no showdown value of any kind. We have... Not a whole lot of hope, but when we hit our card, wow, we're suddenly impossibly strong. That's well, kind of neat.
1: That is, but you were just saying that if you were playing against me in this situation, you would never fold a hint like nines. No. Because I would have too many bluffs and oh, yeah. not enough value. Maybe that's going through Damo's head. Like, that Foxen, with any showdown value, is going to feel obligated to call on this board because it's not quite coordinated enough to justify a fold with any showdownable hand.
0: I think the question starts to become, what would Foxen consider showdown value? Like, any pair, I would expect him not to fold on the flop if we check-raise. Yeah. But if we go past that, like, every ace high, is he calling? Is he calling king highs? I mean, what's he calling here? Um, Is he c-betting those hands? We don't know. I don't know. Probably, but I don't know. It's and, hard to know. Yeah. If I think he's not C-betting stuff like that, maybe we can't, maybe we can't check race. Um, but if we think he's C-betting all his overcards and just everything, which he might be, you know, we got big ICM stuff going on. Although the ICM works against him here, not for him, right? He's doing this into the chip leader. Um, but still, he's Alex Foxen. I can, yeah. see, I can see Alex Foxen being like, do you really want to play hands with me? Like, really? I understand you had to call pre because of the price, but now...
1: I mean, his whole his whole table persona is that question: Do you really want to play yeah. hands with me? He looks at people like he wants to murder them yes. when they're in hands with yes, him. Yes, he does. Like really, really murder them.
0: Yeah, and maybe he does really want to murder. Maybe them, he does. Fairness. Maybe
1: it's not a maybe it's not a ploy.
0: Maybe he's just you know his true self is. He's just holding throat. it
1: back through poker aggression.
0: Poker is the veneer that, you know, makes it seem like maybe he's an okay citizen. <laughs> you got to have something. We don't know. We don't, we're not saying this is the case, of course. We, we just think it's 90%. I've played one hand with Alex Fox in my life. And
1: it's 90% the chance. He was this. a little bit
0: mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't think he was murderous, but he was a little bit mean. Um, <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, anywho. Um, so, I mean, look. I think it's reasonable to say, like, I think probably we're just supposed to mostly fold this hand, you know? Like, I don't think we need to continue. I don't like calling. Raising seems okay, but Alex Foxen seems like one of the worst people to be check raising in the whole world. And that he's, like, going to be super sticky. He may play back at us. There's a lot of other people. There aren't he, that many other people who are going to play He might at flat with him. King 4 off to make a move later. You know, totally. Like, he's that guy. He's that guy. And. Now, we, can, we may be able to exercise some ICM pressure on him and that he you know, doesn't want to play a huge pot that him and um, Van Blarken have about the same chip stack right now. Yeah. But they still have 40 blinds. We can't, can't put that much pressure on him yet. I just feel like there's better spots. I think I would just fold this hand. If I wasn't going to fold, I guess I would raise. Calling seems like the worst option. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I, I lean towards folding as well. Um, I guess... I don't know. I am I am concerned about the range, about the c betting range overall, because mm-hmm. I think the most likely checkback hands that Foxton has are King High and Ace High. Maybe. Which are probably going to fold if we check raise, but may not be C betting. And then any Queen High he has is like likely to have something else going on with it. Yeah. So that's problematic because he's not going to fold those things. Queen Jack, Queen Nine. Yeah. And then all of the other hands that he has usually have some sort of coordination with the board, either hitting it or, or being an open under or something, and he's not going to fold those. So if that's the case and his C-bet range is, is mostly inclusive of all hands except for Ace and King Highs, then I, I definitely don't want to raise. That would be my last option if that were the case. Yeah,
0: and as I think about it more, like let's say he's C-betting Jack Deuce of clubs here. Okay. So he opens it. He kind of misses everything. He takes a shot. He gets raised. He's like, well, I got an over and two back doors, and I'm Alex Foxen with position. I'm not freaking folding. He might,
1: he might call that hand. He might fold that hand, of course. He might, but I,
0: I actually think he probably has a fair amount of calls with a hand like that. And if he's calling that hand, then what are we doing? In that
1: case, I mean, if if we're right about all these assumptions, yes. I prefer
0: a call to a raise. In that case, but a call is pretty bad out of position for this price for the immediate odds that we're getting. You know, it's not great.
1: I mean... We could have the plan of leading a lot of turn cards. Any, yes. any board pair, any straightening card we could I, lead on. Of course, we have no idea about Foxen's range and that those things could hit him as well. Yeah. And it's not like we have any sort of major range advantage here, button versus big blind.
0: I almost wish there was a second uh, flush card on the board so we could lead when that card came in too. So we have more yeah. like obvious leads that um, we might lead when we hit our hand. So we could lead like if we somehow hit our miracle straight or if the flush seems to come in. So we've got some clear bluffs. Like I guess if the eight pairs or the five pairs we could lead, cool. But that's not very many cards. Seven comes we could lead and everything else we're checking? I don't love it. I don't know. I think we should just fold. Yeah, I think so too. Anyway, Adamo decides to call. Adamo's like, fuck you. I'm Michael Adamo from Australia. Exactly. He actually says that as he calls, which is really pretty baller. Yeah, and he says it in that accent, which is cool. Because, you know, a lot of Australians do good American accents now. Yeah. Look at Nicole Kidman. Look at her. Yeah. She's an Australian. I can't even believe it. It is kind of shocking. It's not. Sure it is. Tom Cruise.
1: Anyway. Naomi Watts. So Adamo does call. I think I prefer to raise if our assumptions are correct, but my first instinct would be to raise or fold. Yeah. Uh, either way, he calls. Either way, you should go to Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, where the Bitcoin flows like bread in an Italian table full of bread makers.
0: What? (laughs) A table full of bread makers and it flows like bread. So
1: like imagine you're in Italy at like uh, this town that's known for bread making and there's all of the best bread makers in town getting together and having a bread making competition. Okay. And then the table that they're sitting at to eat the bread, how much bread there is there. Yeah. And it flows around because they have like a little moat that they put Bread, oh, the bread on top of a little, what I was a little boat and it goes around and so everybody can take a little bite of I the like bread it. and then judge it. I like that yeah, a lot. That's what the Bitcoin's like.
0: <laughs> and nitrogen sports poker. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, not only do they have Bitcoin basically growing on trees in bread moats. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's a Bitcoin only site, which means that not only do you get your money in super fast and never have any problems doing so, you get your money out super fast. And when we say super fast, we mean 90 minutes, people. 90 Minutes is insanely industry-leading. Everyone else is doing it in days or even weeks. For no real reason. Yeah, because they suck, yeah. basically.
1: Because like, Bitcoin goes fast, and Nitrogen acknowledges that and is like, hey, yeah. this is a technology that works quickly.
0: How about if we actually use it yeah.
1: for the benefit of our customers? Yeah.
0: Of course, we have our Poker Guys poker tournament there that happens at the end of every month. If you sign up using the link in the description of this podcast, you, yes, you, get to play in that tournament. It costs like less than a dollar to play in it. And they guarantee a thousand buy-ins. This uh, it just happened the other day, yesterday as we're recording, and uh, there were ninety-five players, meaning they're getting ten to one on their money. It's an insane overlay. You're a fool not to play. You got to use the link in the
1: description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen, or you do not get access to that tournament. That link also lets Nitrogen know that you came from us. It helps us out. We'd yep. really appreciate it if you use the link when you sign up.
0: Of course, there's also sports betting, casino games. It's all good. They, get
1: over there. That's the whole. Get on on the Nitrogen
0: train. We did the ad. It's like the bread boat situation. It's like a moat of bread. Yeah. You didn't say a boat. You said a moat. A
1: moat. But the, there's boats in the moat. Can is a
0: raft really a
1: boat, though? Yes. No. Well, kind of a... Of course it's a boat. No, it's not. It's a boat. clearly a
0: subcategory it's, of boat. It's insane. Wow. It's a floaty. It's a subcategory of floaty. <laughs> okay. Maybe boat. can't inflate a boat. Yes, you can. <laughs> is a dinghy a boat? You're not invited to the next, not the
1: next bread dinner where you Clearly get to not. try all the delicious. I don't breads. even want
0: to go. Come on, you do. You, you know those breads. <laughs> is are good. Mario going to be there? <laughs> of course, he's going to be there. Oh, he's the best. He, he makes such good garlic knots.
1: I mean, he was good in 2016, but he's had a couple down years. You have to admit.
0: <sighs> I've got nostalgia, and of course, I don't remember the last few years anyway. <laughs> yeah, so of course. Maybe, 2016 basically is today.
1: All right, anyway. 295k in the pot. We've got the 5 of clubs, 8 of spades, 10 of diamonds flop. We've got Michael Adamo with 6-4 offsuit, having check-called the 60k bet on the flop of Alex Foxen, who has two nines. Yeah. The turn is the 7 of diamonds. Yeah. It is the second diamond. It also gives Michael Adamo a straight. So that's the, the old gutter. That's pretty
0: good. Right kind
1: of in there. Yeah. Bam. At the same time, it gives Alex Foxen an open-ender to go with his two nines. Yeah. So... As a Damo, how do you want to proceed?
0: I mean, I think I'm, I don't know, man. Like, I'm trying to think, like, is it better to check raise or to bet? That's the real question, right? Um, if we check raise, we may blow Foxen off some hands we don't want to blow him off of. But Foxen is super sticky, like we're saying.
1: Yeah, but I i think the the problem with the check raise idea is, I know Foxen is an aggressive player, but this is a card that he's going to check back a yeah,
0: lot. Yeah, he is. That's true. It's It's way more in our range than it is in his. Now the with the his actual hand he may bet this he may bet this card. But his range he's probably checking a lot. I agree. Yeah. So that's a good reason to bet it. And it also we might bet this card as a bluff as well. Or not even as a bluff, but with our like week one pair of hands, because it's so good for our range comparatively. It's possible. So that's so when we basically make the nutter butters, uh, this is a good time to bet. So that's fair. I think I think I I think we should bet. How much you want to bet? Two ninety five in the pot. I want to bet some normal
1: amount. You want to get called by pairs? Yeah. Basically.
0: How about just betting like, uh, let's see, like half the pot Like 150? Yeah, sure. Sounds about right. 140? I like 140. What do you think?
1: Yeah, sure, whatever. Something like
0: that. Yeah. I mean, you could bet a little more than half the pot, a little less. Whatever. Adamo does bet, but he goes
1: a different direction with it. He bets 75K. Yeah. In the 295. And perhaps this is trying to elicit a click war response from Foxen, where Foxen is just going to pounce on this and raise with all of his non-showdownable hands. I mean, it seems like that's probably what's going on, because otherwise, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, like, you're probably going to get called with similar frequency by any pair that Foxen has if you bet bigger. Yes,
0: if he has a pair, he's calling. Yeah. The turn. Right. He's Foxen. He just doesn't fold pairs.
1: Right. So you're not getting maximum value out of showdownable hands. So this bet is... I guess, in our estimation, designed to create action out of non showdownable hands that Foxen has.
0: I guess. Yeah, that makes sense in some ways. I could see Foxen having, like, king-queen here and sort of being like, well, obviously, I'm losing right now. Yeah. You, you check-called the flop and are betting the turn. Like, I can't be ahead. Right. But maybe I can get you to fold, you know, and that's, that's interesting. I don't completely hate it from that point yeah. of view. I think Foxen is sticky enough that I might just want to bet more anyway, though. You know, just like take a bigger swing. Yeah, the pot's so. I mean, we just don't. We can bet more than twenty five percent of the pot here. We can, and
1: uh, let's introduce the solver into this equation here.
0: Do 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 do. What the solver says.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Um, the sol. We gave the solver a couple options. One was to bet what Adamo did bet, and one was to bet half pot. And the solver strongly preferred betting. Half pot. Nice
0: job, solver. 99.5%
1: of the time, it wants him to bet bigger than he did. Now, of course, the solver is not thinking about any of these click were exploits or anything like that, as is the case of all solvers in all times. Um, But yeah, the solver prefers that he bet bigger. Do you want to explain click
0: were? I'm just realizing maybe not everyone is following that.
1: Okay, this is a, a concept that you introduced to the podcast about a year ago, probably. That's a psychological concept where... Some input creates an automatic response from somebody, like, turns their machine on. Like, the the machine clicks on and, like, whirs into action. Yeah. And so the click war response that you're trying to elicit when betting a straight here is is Alex Foxen sees it as weakness or sees it as an affront to his masculinity and decides to attack it, you know?
0: Yeah. You just sort of, like, can't help yourself. Right. It's like a reflex response. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, So anyway... Solver
1: prefers a bigger bet. We prefer a bigger bet as well. Yes. Although I understand maybe he's trying to exploit Foxen.
0: Yeah, If, if, if at least it feels like there's probably a plan in place here when he bets this small, right? Well, we're sort of making up the plan, but it's possible there's a plan anyway, and that's cool if that's what's going on. I don't know if I love it, but at least it makes sense.
1: Now, Foxen does have a showdownable hand, but should he fall for this plan anyway and raise with two nines?
0: Uh, well... I would. It wouldn't really occur to me to raise with two nines here. I gotta say, because we have on value and an open ender. That's all really good. Uh, I would hate to get blown off the hand by a bluff. I would hate to get blown off the hand by a by a strong hand that's beating me right now. Also, like by tens up or something like that, where I can make a straight and win. You know, like yeah. I've got outs to the whole thing and. Like, I could totally get blown off this hand right now. There is ICM pressure, by the way, that uh, what's-his-face can put on me. Adamo can put on me if I raise. Yeah. Like, if he has good blockers or what, or just a strong hand that he's willing to go with, he could just move me in, and I have to fold now. That sounds awful. Yeah. So it wouldn't really occur to me. I would be like, kind of roll my eyes internally and call, is, is what I would do. The solver wouldn't, as a
1: turns No, the solver out. really wants Foxen to raise. The solver's like... Get it in your head, son.
0: This is always a raise. But we did a little investigating on this yeah,
1: because it seemed kind of crazy. The solver wants Foxen to raise 99.7% of the time, which just can't be right. With
0: pocket nines. And to give you a, se- a bigger sense of it, it wants him to raise with 57% of his combos. Total combos. Total combos. Of all hands that he shows of up everything. with. Everything. Only fold 12%, call 31%, raise the other 57%. That's an insane So the solver
1: is extremely sensitive to this small sizing, yeah. and I think it's treating it like a check. That's my best guess as to what's going on here because it wants Foxen to raise hands like queen 10 and ace 10. Yes. Which would never occur to me to raise. I could see raising two nines because we block the nut straight and we can make a straight. And every
0: time we improve it, the board is scary. Yeah. But like queen 10 and king 10, which are respectively 93.5% and 98.5% raises, seems like bananas. Right. So... To that end, we went back in the solver
1: and looked at it a little closer, and and decided what would what would the solver want if Adamo were to bet half pot instead of the tiny yeah, bet that normal, he made. Like a normal, a normal, and it. Gave us a much more normal response, where Foxen's raising, like, 9% of the time with Queen-10. Something like that. Yeah, no, so it's not going completely nuts and raising everything. So that was good, at least. So it feels like the solver is treating this like a check, and I feel like we can almost throw it away, like, a little bit, because... The solver stuff. Yeah, because of the... Like, with a guy like Adamo, who's got a lot of success, you can't just decide, like, treat this like a check. You can't just decide that. Well, I mean, but the solver's always just
0: playing itself when it does this. So it's like, when I'm playing against someone who's perfectly balanced, this is a clear race. That's interesting. Yeah. But... We think it's in real in the real world. It's absolutely not right. It feels like a call to me. Yeah, me too, me too. It's weird. It, it's it's so weird. It's like, oh, you have ten five suited. Oh yeah, you're raising ninety nine point seven percent of the time with top pair. No, oh no, that's right. That's two pair. Never mind. Damn it. My whole point is
1: destroyed. You've been wrecked. Ah, so
0: sad. That said, the sizing
1: plays a huge part in the solver's decision to raise here. Yeah, and uh if if. Adama would bet normal size the solver would not want to raise this crazy amount of the time. Right. Either way, Foxon agrees with us, decides to call. That seems like the prudent decision.
0: It really does. <laughs> I'm all for that decision. Hallelujah. The prudent
1: decision for you guys would also be to buy our book.
0: I mean, it's time.
1: Thepokerguys.net. That is a link that's in the description of this podcast. That will take you to the place where you can buy the
0: book. It's just time. I mean, it is. It's about time. That movie? With Rachel McAdams and Damal Gleeson. The other movie, by the way, is called In Time. Oh. That we had talked about. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's, of course, Justin Timberlake and... Uh, yeah. What's her face with the big cheeks? <laughs> Jessica Biel? No, no, no. no Olivia no. Wilde. Nope. Olivia Wilde's in it, but I didn't mean her. I meant the, the other one blonde hair I worked Amanda out with, Siegfried yes I worked out with her, with her once in a gym well she was next to me while we were both working in the gym we were you, were her on pers- you were her personal trainer I was like is that really Amanda Siegfried I think it is and I was like god her cheeks are big <laughs> it's crazy face cheeks yeah. Face cheeks. Face okay.
1: Cheeks. Anyway. So that movie is, you know, not worth watching, but our book is worth reading. Oh yeah. This is a book
0: thing we're doing. It. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a, uh, it's called how can he fold? You can get it at the poker guys either an ebook version or that can take you to Amazon to buy the paperback version. It is 37 tournament hands broken down through text conversations between me and Jonathan. We have a lot of fun with it. We put a lot of work into the analysis. We think it's some of our best work, We think it's a great study tool, but we also think it's something that you can have a lot of fun with as you go, as you slowly work your way from the first least complex hands to the final most complex brain-busting hands. You're going to have a good time along the way, and you're going to get better at poker.
0: Here's uh, the Amazon Review of the Week from Mike. All right. Five stars. It's called Just Buy This Book Already. Will everyone in the world please just buy this book already? I think that's the only way to stop the madness. Grant and Jonathan keep reading ads for this book during their podcast, and it's getting really annoying. (laughs) Are the ads informative? Yes. Are they different every time? Yes. Are they funny? Sometimes, though the Jonathan misremembers the subtitle of the book and butchers it completely bit is getting older than a stale English muffin that was once tastier than a croissant. Nice job. At this point, reading an ad for this book is like reading an ad for air, completely unnecessary, and an insult to my intelligence. Also, this is a really good poker book that you'll have fun reading while learning stuff. You guys got to help Mike out. Yeah. Uh, The only way to solve this problem, guys, is to buy the book. Buy the book and leave a five-star review. Let me try and butcher the name. I haven't butchered the name in a long time, by the
1: way, Mike. But you can't try and butcher the name. You just do it naturally. Yeah, no, it's automatic. <laughs> All right, let's move along yeah, so that Mike, though, Mike doesn't get any madder. Okay. All right, so we've now got 445K in the pot. We've got a board of five of clubs, eight of spades, 10 of diamonds, seven of diamonds. There's a straight for the four or six off of Michael Adamo, who has led the turn for 25% pot. Alex Foxen has just called with two nines, which is a pair and an open ender. The river is the nine of spades. So this is a terrible card for Adamo. Yeah, it's not great. Now a jack, any jack makes a straight. Yep. His four six is kind of up in flames. A little bit. And Alex Foxen has made a set, which, you know, may or may not be good. It's really hard to know from Alex Foxen's perspective if this is a good thing or not.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Here's where things get even wackier. What do you want to do if you're Adamo? To me, the answer is clear.
0: Which is to check? Yeah. Yeah. Checking makes a lot of sense here, for sure. Uh, I think there's two reasonable choices, and one of them is the one that Adamo makes, which is you could bet really, really tiny and sort of do a blocker bet type thing, um, which Foxen might read his weakness and lose his mind on.
1: I mean, really tiny is correct because Adamo does bet.
0: He bets so tiny it's weird. He
1: bets less than he bet on the turn. He yeah. bets 45K.
0: Right. Um, you're, you're not b- even allowed to bet forty. 40- oh, you yeah, are. Yeah, you are. 45K. 30K is the blind. Uh yeah, so you're you're not even allowed to bet it, even though somehow he did they, yeah. they screwed up. Sometimes they do. <laughs> yeah. Um no, they he uh he was allowed to bet that much. Um this is almost the same as checking anyway, but you are putting a little red meat in the ocean for the sharks to maybe come and take a step. Do swipe you want at. to? I guess you want to. It's Alex Fox, and I think you do want to. Um if we check, he could bet whatever size he's gonna bet anyway. It's not gonna really change the size of his thing. We sometimes get forty five thousand chips that we wouldn't get when it goes check check, which is cool. Fine. We sometimes induce, although if we check, we, we're pretty much inducing either way, right? I mean, kind of inducing either way. Yeah. I mean, Foxen has a lot of checkbacks. Like oh, any right. one pair hand is a pretty he clear checkback. He called back. the turn. He's, got a, he's mostly checking back, which is, which is I, think what's, I think what's mostly going on is that Damos not trying to induce as much as just get a little value from these one pair hands. Like, just trying to get Foxen to be like, whatever. Of course,
1: is a high roller, so I assume he's not transparent enough to never have Queen Jack here in about 45k, hands like that. Like he's gotta have better hands in
0: bet forty five K. I would too. hope he's got it at least a little bit. Yeah. I mean just I mean the solver's like, Don't ask me, man. Adamo took such a weird line that I think he gets here with a third of all his combos to even get to the river with this line. Forget about what he does on the river. So the solver's like, I got nothing to say here. Check it all. I don't know.
1: That said, the solver thinks he should check ninety six and a half percent of the time. Yes. yes so it, does. it wants to check. Yes, and it does. Against most players, this seems like a pretty clear check and like yeah. figure it out spot. If if the guy bets and you know that he's the guy who's only going to have a jack or better, you can actually fold this hand against some players. Of course, Alex Foxen is not that guy.
0: No. Oh, against Foxen, you have a very clear check call spot. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think... Unless Foxen goes all in or something, which
1: he is capable of doing, and then you really okay. have to give it a think.
0: Sure. But like in a, if he makes any kind of normal bet. I think it's very... I mean, look, it wouldn't occur to me to, to make a small bet here. It would occur to me to check because it feels like, let's let Foxen do what he's going to do. Maybe he'll lose his mind. Maybe he's got, like, bottom pair and will turn into a bluff when I check because he realizes he's not good, you know, since I could have bluffed this card and I didn't, you know, whatever. But, like, do I really want to put myself in all this trouble by betting? Seems crazy.
1: I mean, we should probably explore a bigger bet, too. Okay. Like a 300K bet, which is another thing that we gave the solver as an option. We did
0: give that an option. Um,
1: yes. Which I think is an interesting option because if Foxen does have a showdownable hand, like you keep saying in this podcast, he's a very sticky player. Yeah. Like, we might be missing out on 255k by betting 45k instead of 300k when whenever alex foxen has, you know, ace 10.
0: That is true. There is a different side to it of course, which is once in a while foxen may turn his reasonable hand into a bluff when we bet big. He's more likely he's to do it when we go ahead. He's more likely to do it when we bet small. No question.
1: And when we bet big, we are uncapped. We could absolutely have queen jack
0: like, it's not a
1: great time to bluff us. Um, we can
0: check call. We can absolutely lead the turn small. Yes, you're right. We can have the nuts here. Um, if, if Foxen has... I mean, I think the only hands Foxen will be doing this with are like queen 10 and jack 10, probably. Jack 10 is a straight. Oh, not jack 10. Sorry, queen 10 and maybe queen 9, then, or something like that. Yeah. You know, those those are hands that he, I could see him doing that. But you're right. When we bet 300, he's much less likely to make that play.
1: He's And he's, like, if he's going to hero with any one pair hand a lot of the time... Maybe 300K is a better
0: option. Is he really going to hero as often? I don't think it's binary for him. No, I, think I don't he's think it's binary. Very sensitive. I mean, but you I don't know. you do
1: like to talk about how sticky
0: he is. He is sticky. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's hard to bluff him. And see, this is his reputation makes this whole river a little weird. You yeah. know what I mean. Now, because we're at a position we have at the bottom end of this straight anyway, it's checking does feel like the natural choice. For it sure. does. Um, if we're going to bet, I would probably bet, I don't think it would occur to me to bet 45 K, but if I was going to bet, I might bet like a hundred K trying to get called by like a two pair hand or something, you know, see if he wants to find that's a cheap, still pretty small bet. Call. Yeah. But like, see, it's like, make it like, maybe I have a worse two pair hand. I mean, I don't you think know? you have
1: to give him five and a half to one to get a call. You can probably do a little
0: bit better than that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't bet is the truth. anyway. Yeah. Like I would check, um, the board is just rough, you know? It is. It's rough. We have a strong hand, but still.
1: Solver wants him to check 96.5% of the time. Yeah. Given the option of 300K or the bet that he made, it does prefer the 300K bet. Three, 3% three of the remaining 3.5% of the time, he yeah. wants him to bet 300K versus the small bet.
0: Yeah, there you go. All
1: right. He does bet small. Yes. It sucks because it feels like you're missing out on value, but I feel like Foxen can't really do anything but just call here.
0: Well, I mean... Let's at least have this conversation. he has a set, to be clear. Right. He's got a set of nines, and the guy went from betting <laughs> two and a half blinds on the turn to one and a half blinds on the river. Yes. It feels like if I was going to guess what my opponent had, I wouldn't think he had a straight. Right? I would think he has some pretty good hand that he's blocking with. Right? So like, but he could we have, have to,
1: we have to admit that Adamo is not just a random guy and true. he's going to
0: have to have straights sometimes. I, it's hard to argue that. Um, but a lot of the time when he takes this line, I, if I'm guessing, I think he's got like maybe seven, eight, maybe seven, five, um, maybe he flopped two pair. I think he's got a, I think he's got a reasonable amount of two pair hands. I guess is what I'm saying that he might take this exact line with, right? But that doesn't mean he can't have straights. You're right. It sucks to just call one and a half blinds here with a set. It sucks, but what are we supposed to get called by if we ra- if we raise is of course a problem, right? I guess
1: we got to get heroed by two pair. That's the only thing we're trying to do here.
0: Maybe could have have I guess you could have like a set of sevens exactly. Sure, um, we'll probably get. Might, I don't even know if we're going to get heroed by a set of sevens though. Yeah, we, like we're at fox, and so maybe maybe he just feels like he has to call. I don't know. It's interesting that that fox. I mean, Foxen ultimately raises here. He does. And so he's widening his his value raising range pretty far. Do you, which think, means, he would, do you think he would raise 9.10? Wow. Uh, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I mean, as, as, as you said before we started, he's blocking the nuts with two nines. Well, not anymore, actually. No, not is anymore. It? That's right. He was blocking the nuts. Uh, I don't think he'd raise with 9.10, but 9.10 effectively is almost the same as pocket nines, right? right? At
1: these stacked-ups, three, three-handed, you expect that Adamo doesn't have too many sets because he's going to three-bet pre-flop a lot.
0: Nine ten blocks a few more of the better two pair hands, so that's a slight reason to not raise with it. Yeah, but that's it. Uh, I don't know if he's raising with nine ten. I honestly don't know. He, nines get nines get called a little more often, and there's a little bit more value there to call them with, right? Ten tens up, pocket fives, pocket sevens. Yeah, I guess pocket eights that play it really weird.
1: Anyway, Foxen does race to 450, so he 10Xs the bet.
0: Yeah. Um, He's just saying that that's not a bet. Yeah. That's not a bet. This is a bet.
1: And uh, the, an the solver, reference. by the way, really wants Foxen to call. Wants him to call 99% of the time.
0: Uh, yes. 99 and change even. It's like, come on, man. Don't do it. Do not pull that trigger. So
1: do we think this is a good raise? Because clearly it's for value.
0: Okay, my initial hit is it's not a good race. My initial hit is it's really hard to get called by worse hands. Yeah, maybe as Fox and we just know our rep is such that we can really get called by worse hands regularly, and people just the good players just have to have to station us more. And if uh, Adamo had bet any reasonable amount, we would have just called. Maybe, but because he's betting so tiny, we just can't allow this. Yeah, he's betting a blind and a half. It's absurd. Yeah. It is. It's completely we absurd. could raise smaller. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like wouldn't it be it nice to raise fifty. Yeah. Like why not why not small and cost ourselves less? You know? Maybe because this way we feel like once in a while we could get re bluffed. Is Adamo really gonna three bet after we like we can have the nuts? Absolutely we can have the nuts. I don't know, man. It seems it seems weird. I will say looking at the uh, the solver, it doesn't feel there's a big difference in value between raising uh three hundred or five hundred which I know isn't; those are yeah. close anyway to what, what he raised. Um, so it's like a 9,000 chip difference, which is what, a third of a blind. So right. it's basically the same from the solver's point of view. It thinks thinks those, those are pretty much the same, although it does like a big sizing better, ultimately. I don't know, man. I think I would sit there and roll my eyes and call, uh, just like I would have done on the turn and just feel stupid, but then feel really smart when Adamo turned over the straight. Yeah, But that's not what Foxen's going to do, because he's Alex Foxen. He's going to race. And now Adamo's in a weird spot.
1: Yeah, and I didn't actually write down what the solver said about what Adamo's
0: supposed to do. Well, no problem. I got the solver right here, and I can just tell you. But let's talk about what we would do. Okay. I would call. I would call. Against Alex Foxen, I would call quickly.
1: Yeah, we bet. We, I mean, we did the tiny bets. We have to call, right? Right. We have the bottom end of the straight. We lose sometimes. Whatever, we have to do it.
0: It's possible against Alex Fox when we have to call, even if we're not doing tiny bets. Certainly with tiny bets, we have to call. Yeah, that seems pretty obvious. Yeah, like, we are way higher than one would expect in our distribution. <laughs> yeah. We are super underrepped. We have a very good hand. We have a guy who's completely capable of bluffing and is a sicko and all these things. The money means probably less to him than it does to anyone else at the table. Like, he's going to go for it so much. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, his value range is wider than we might expect.
1: Yeah, and maybe this is what makes Alex Foxton so successful, that he's, he's on the razor's edge of thin value, and he doesn't hold back on his sizing. He gets the maximum value on his thin value stuff. Yeah. And okay. it doesn't always work out, but he's enough on the right side of it that it's made him the GPI player of the year two years in a row.
0: Yep. Yep. And... It's weird because, you know, I was saying like pocket sevens, pocket eights, pocket fives are hands that we're sort of hoping for as some of the things. Those aren't going to be there that often. No, they're going right? to... pre-flop. They're going to three-bet. And they're going to raise the flop a lot. And they're going to raise the flop a lot. Eights and fives are. Yeah. And they're also might not size so tiny on the turn. They yeah. might, but they might bet a little bigger. I mean, I guess maybe not since uh, since with the actual straight, he bet tiny anyway. So maybe it's all the same. But I might not think that. I might assume we're seeing bigger bets from those yeah. hands. So... There's not that much there. But like you're saying, maybe this is the razor's edge that Alex Foxon walks that makes him so good. Yeah. Against all these guys who are trying to like do all this stuff and are here maybe they're hearing a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe just Foxon's bluffing so much here he needs to have more value and forces these guys to hero more so he has more value. Maybe. But like he ain't bluffing. No. There's no way he's bluffing. He wouldn't bluff with this hand. Doesn't seem likely. He bluff with a queen in his hand or a jack, or just a queen in his hand. Yeah. Sorry. Um very clearly and this ain't that so I don't know man it's it's really whack that he uh, he goes for it
1: to me he does and uh let's what does the solver say about what Adamo is supposed to
0: do Adamo well the 6-4 off in general is supposed to call 86.5% of the time and fold the rest okay obviously never raise yeah um So mostly it wants him to call, but not 100%. But it doesn't know it's up against Alex Foxen. Right, of course. So knowing you're up against Alex Foxen makes this a super easy call. I think think. so, too. Because I don't think he's perfectly balanced or anything.
1: And that is what Adamo does. Yeah. But he does take some time. He looks pained. He doesn't do it right away. I mean, it does suck, right? Yeah, of course. You feel like you're losing to all value. Turns out you're not.
0: I mean, what if you have some... Like, if you're good at reading people and you look at him, you're like, oh, he thinks he's strong. Like, he's strong. No, you may not be able to read Fox in any No, anyway, probably not. Because he looked... Well, you're like, well, he thinks he's going to kill me. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is that strength? I, I, I
1: hope he doesn't know where my hotel room is.
0: <laughs> Does he have my driver's license? Did he photograph yeah. my driver's license? Um, but if you feel like you have any read at all on him and you think he's strong, that makes us tougher. But even now, we're like, I think Alex Foxen thinks he's got the best hand and he's raising. And so yeah. like, I might look at him and especially as I go into a tank now and he thinks he's strong, he like believes he's got the best hand. Again, I, don't, I doubt there's any actual reads happening here because no one seems to be eating Alex Foxen's lunch. Right. But, um, but that's just like one more thing that would make it a little tougher to call against him, right? Yeah. So, But in the end, you just have to call against a guy like this. Like if it's Ola Shemian or Vanessa Selbst or a guy like this or whatever, you just have to close your eyes and call. Timothy Adams, you just call against these it guys. Seems right? like, it seems like it. It's like, yep, the board's scary. I've got a pretty damn good hand. You're repping strength. Sometimes I lose.
1: So this hand uh, chopped down Fox into 20 bigs, and he was out third in the tournament. And Adamo
0: went on to win. Well, congrats, Michael Adamo. Or as they say in Australia, put a little shrimp on the barbie. Michael Adamo. That's my Australian accent. What was that again? Michael Adamo. (laughs) That's like uh, from Star Trek. Like you're you're one of the aliens. (laughs) Michael Adamo. (laughs) It's good. That's like E.T. sort of. Was it? Was it? I, don't I don't haven't know. seen E.T. Like a dying old man E.T., which I guess maybe he was. Mike. A devil. Oh. All, all right, that's bad. Like, no. all I need is one mic, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them outside. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown. and going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.